matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, making new connections, perhaps doing something more because we made the connection. Today, we're going to be talking about homes and making the connections to creating beautiful additions or new homes, and what kind of process can we, can we do to make it a little easier to do those home renovations and home designs, and how do we face challenges along the way? And I have Steve Northway, who is the founder of Construction Advocates, and he takes the mystery out of designing and building or remodeling a home or cabin. And I enjoy Steve as being the building coach. He has just shared that that is his his new handle (laughs) that he's getting out there. And we're delighted to have the building coach on our radio show today. Welcome. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be back. Oh, it's so much fun. You know, we you were on the show. That brings up a good point. If you'd like to go back and listen to the first show, you can go to am950radio.com, go down to the icon for the Connections Radio Show, and listen to the June 9th show. And that gives the whole history of the building advocates and how it got started. And what I'd like to do today is at least a recap a little bit about the how you got started with building advocates. Tell us about it. Well, after a 38-year uh, career as a general contractor, I was trying to decide what, uh, t- how to finish out my uh, career. And the uh, idea came to me to um, see about helping people uh, with the, through the construction process. And as I reflected back on the 38 years, I had uh, watched hundreds and hundreds of clients uh, make mistakes, sometimes the same mistakes, over and over again. And I thought, you know... If people had access to a resource who could help them avoid some of those pitfalls um, and kind of take them by the hand and walk them around the alligators and past the quicksand, uh, that that might uh, be helpful for people. And so that's how the the concept or the idea for Construction Advocates was born. You're kind of coaching them through the process. Coaching them through the construction process, exactly. And one of the things that I think that I took away from the last program was the idea that you may get really excited about an idea. And it's like candy. You're so excited about what it's going to be. But you don't really plan for it. You just sort of expect a, a builder maybe to read your mind. And you really haven't thought through your priorities of what that means. It's just the idea that gets you excited. And you've got some really good guidance for how you take an idea into a process, into a partnership. So if you could just go back and share us a little bit about what are those three main things that folks have to think about after they've had that brilliant idea for their home. Well, the, the three areas that uh, tend to everyone talks about are time, cost, and quality. And one of the first questions that I ask all my clients is to have them prioritize those three items. And initially they all say, well, they're all important, and, and they are. But generally people... Um, either have uh, the need to have a project done by a certain amount of time. In fact, I just finished a project a couple weeks ago on Crystal Bay with a client who time was the the driving force because they wanted to get their kids into the new school district before school started. Um, For many people, uh, cost is the main driver, and for others, uh, quality is the main driver. But most people don't really think about which of those three is really their primary goal. And so I try to help them prioritize and really think through um, what really is the motivating and the driver is going to be through this next eight or 12 months of construction. And one of the things that you also mentioned is that's great and that's really important. But if you're not in line with your builder's top priorities in the, and they don't match, you could run into trouble. Well, and that's where a lot of the issues uh, come up. In the, and actually, that's what we're going to talk about a little later mm-hmm. in the program. But um, I, I think I shared with you on our prior show the, uh, the two global truths that I've arrived at after having worked uh, for the last couple of years with people, and, and that is no one builds or remodels enough homes in their lifetime to get good at it, and number two, you don't know what you don't know. And consequently, it's not the client's fault that they're um, not understanding part of these processes. There's no reason that they should understand and I think that's one of the things that I'm able to bring to the process is help them to really understand 
what the constru construction process represents and how to uh, really go through it better. Education. You've mentioned that education just is lacking in the construction industry and that people hire on good faith, but they just don't know all the particulars of what they need to ask and, and to think through what does this all mean. Right. And, and again, it's not really the client's fault. There's no reason that they should know that information. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think, and I've been guilty of this myself over my career, is that I think that our industry in general doesn't do a very good job of explaining the process and what the client should expect for the next, again, 8 to 12 months or through the uh, process of building. Uh, explain to the client what is going to happen and, and what they need to expect. And as a result of that, I, I think that the client is constantly being surprised. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, they aren't good surprises. And I think that's an area that our industry could do a much better job in. Construction uh, builders may use shorthand and they think that everyone knows what that means. And the person who's looking at it has those rose-colored glasses. It's like this is all going to be perfect, terrific, and doesn't really question into some of the phrasings. Right. And, and I'm not going to throw the, the industry under the bus. I, I think that, uh, you know, our, our industry tends to think that our clients understand more about the process than they do. Mm -hmm. So in an ideal world, and with an ideal client that uh, you want to help be able to plan a project, what would that look like if everything went right in terms of helping them to know what they need to do before the project gets started? Well, I think that the, probably the most important thing on the front end is to put the right team of people together and, and then set the expectations of both the expectations of the client and the expectation of the builder. Mm -hmm. I, that's probably the, the primary, and that was actually the original business plan for construction advocates was that the idea that if you got the first 10% of the process right, the other 90 would go better. And, and so I think interviewing and finding a design professional uh, who is in line with, uh, understands your goals and your budgets, uh, finding an interior designer that you feel comfortable with because building a home is such a personal experience, and then interviewing and finding a contractor uh, who really understands what your priorities are. And that's why I think asking that the initial question of time, cost, and quality, I think in order to help the builder and the architect and the interior designer do the best job that they can for a client, they need to understand what those are. Because if they don't, they might be taking you down the the quality path when cost is the driver. So it helps with decisions. There's things that come along the way. They may have a tile that they need to pick. You know, are right. they going to be picking the tile that's, you know, $100 per tile if they know that the person's, you know, has their top priority as cost? Probably not, you know. So it helps them know and guide them like, oh, no, we know that that's probably above their budget and vice versa. If quality is, then boy, how much fun is that? Let's look for some Italian, you know, gorgeous ceramics and, and provide them with that opportunity. So along the way, it, it you coach not only the person who is going to build the home in terms of what their dream is, but you're also helping the builder understand the choices that they should present back. That's exactly right. And a, and a big part of, I think, what I do or what I've learned that um, I do is really help set the expectations uh, of all the parties. So the the builder, the architect, the industry designer, and the homeowner uh, are all on the same page and know what the expectations are of each other. And, and there have been times when I've actually written that down and made it an addendum of the contract. Well, I think it's great that you're able to relate to both. You yourself have done building for yourself. You've, you've built a home, so you know what it's like to be on that side. But you've done years of construction, so you can talk the talk with the folks that uh, are doing the building. You're coaching both. That Very, very much. Yeah. And I think that it's uh, been a big advantage to have been in the industry. And, and I think I figured out one the other day that I – either built, remodeled, or fixed between 2,000 and 2,500 homes in the last 40 years. So 2,500. So I, I was a little surprised, actually, when I sat down and figured that out. But 
Well, we're coming down to the end of our first segment, but before we go, I want to make sure that we promote a couple things that are going around the Twin Cities. You're down here for the AIA Minnesota, and that's an architectural group. Tell me about it. Sure. The AIA is the uh, American Institute of Architects, and it really is the National Association of the Architecture Profession. And they are hosting a uh, Homes by Architect tour this weekend only, Saturday and Sunday. And I think you've got the particulars. Yeah, yeah. um, We're especially promoting uh, Peterson Keller Homes. And a big shout out to Melinda Nelson, who's coordinating this. These are fabulous homes that we're giving our premier gold star for you to go take a look at. Um, Number 10 on the AIA Minnesota Homes by Architects is a mid-century home on Gleason Lake in Wyzetta. And that's 135 Black Oak Lane. We also are promoting number 14, that's at, on Abbott Avenue. It's in Minneapolis, and it's sort of an urban farmhouse. Um, again, this is uh, all Peterson Keller, and this is a builder's own home. So this is a, a particularly interesting one to take a look at. And then take a drive out to Stillwater, um, and that is uh, number four. Uh, I don't have the number on that one. I'm going to get that's number 18. Thank you. Number 18 is Square Lake. It's a cabin, but not a cabin in Stillwater. And that's on 14101 Oakland Road North. And when you're out there, go check out the White Oak Savannah. This is an architecturally driven home. Uh, it's a whole uh, collaboration of homes. It's on Rare Oak Savannah. There are 30 home sites in two on 200 acres. And the home sites are each about five to seven acres each. So these gorgeous vistas and prairies and well worth taking a look at. So get out and do something today. Go check out the Homes by Architects and particularly look at the Peterson Keller Homes. We'll be right back after some commercials and we'll learn more about what the building coach has to say about building. Stay tuned. Minnesota's home to the only major institution in North America devoted to Russian art, history, and culture. The Museum of Russian Art, located off 35W on Diamond Lake Road in South Minneapolis, can be your personal connection to extraordinary artists, stories, and context. We offer more exhibitions and events than ever before, from concerts and lectures to vodka tastings and more. Open daily, free parking, and a great group on deal. Find out more at tmora.org. Stages Theatre Company is turning 35 years young, and we invite you to join the celebration. Stages is one of the largest and most respected professional theatres for young audiences in the country, serving over 150,000 individuals annually through opportunities on stage, education classes, workshops, and in-school programs. Our most magnificent season is truly that, built with young people, families, and classrooms in mind, and based on beautiful, imaginative, and inspiring books and stories, encouraging young people to dream big, invent big, and invest in curiosity. Charlotte's Web, Mary Poppins Jr., Hidden Heroes, and Willy Wonka are just a few of the exciting productions we're proud to present in the coming season. Come celebrate the magnificence with us all season long. Visit us at stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Fall is an important time to call the window washing and exterior cleaning experts Blue Sky Services to prevent seasonal changes and potential winter damage. Look at your roof. Do you have black streaks, blotches, or algae? Don't wait for the cold to have these freeze. Cleaning is much cheaper than replacement. September schedule is filling quickly, so don't neglect your windows, gutters, or siding cleaning. Call 651-447-4484 to book your fall cleaning before their busy season schedule fills and tell them that you're an AM950 listener. That's 651-447-4484 or blueskyservices.com. Margaret Wheatley said, There is no more powerful way to initiate significant social change than to start a conversation. When a group of people discover that they share a common concern, that's when the process of change begins. On October 16th, you can be part of that change. Engage in the conversation at an incredible event. The Minnesota Women's Press Conversations, Using Our Voice and Vote. 
With midterms right around the corner, how we lobby, influence, and campaign, especially with people who have different views, has never been more important. So go to womenspress.com to register now. Oh, and Patricia Torres-Ray and Nakima Levy-Armstrong will be in a keynote conversation with each other. And in addition, all of us will mobilize through incredible breakout conversations. October 16th, from 4.30 to 8.30 in St. Paul at Carondelet Center, using our voice and vote. Register at womenspress.com. That's womenspress.com. See you there. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, and today we're talking about the connection of building. And we have the building coach, Steve Northway of Construction Advocates. Welcome. Thank you, Lori. So glad you're here. I also want to let folks know, if you want to call in and you've got a construction question, or you've had an issue, or you're just interested in this process of the building advocates, uh, please give us a call. Our number is 952-946-6205. Again, the number is 952-946-6205. Now, there's another reason that you might want to be calling in. I have a pair of tickets to the Park Square Theater show tonight. So if you haven't made plans tonight and you'd like to get a pair of t- tickets, we have the show Sometimes There's Wine. And a little uh, overview of that, when there's wine, the stories flow from celebration and joy to nostalgia and regret, regret and sometimes uh, questionable text messages. So you'll laugh along the way as you go over life circumstances with these two lovely ladies who share a chat with you. So consider coming tonight. The number is 952-946-6205 for two tickets for Sometimes There's Wine. Now, we're going to get back now to the building coach. And in building, we talked in the first segment about what kind of process we can put in place to assure that everybody's on the same page, everyone's got the same set of expectations. And you mentioned if you can get the first 10% right, you really got a good shot in having everything go smoothly. But you've discovered along the way that although you thought that's what you were going to do with building advocates is just really get people to hunker down and, and plan at the beginning, that you had to deal with some folks that had to deal with some problem resolutions that may have started down the path before they had the chance to talk with you. Well, it's been a fascinating journey for the last uh, year and a half in terms of the types of projects that people have uh, asked me to help them with. But one of the things that I hadn't anticipated was... Um, people that had gotten into either some type of uh, dispute or construction litigation and calls that I started to get. And I suddenly find that about a third of the work that I'm doing now is in that arena, trying to help people resolve disputes and and finish projects that uh, have gotten sideways. Um, So that was a a bit of a surprise. And when projects go sideways and they give you a call, what are some of the first questions that you ask? Well, the first questions are just, what, what's the background? Um, uh, send me a copy of your contract so I can see what the agreements between the parties have been. Uh, send me a, a set of plans so I can get a sense of what the house is and, and then what, uh, what are you having problems with? Right. So give us an example of a story that you had to jump in in the middle and kind of figure out what to do and some of the challenges when you've got litigation issues. Well, the uh, I guess one of the um, people that I uh, just helped finish uh, the settlement on, on this particular project, it was a, a condo in downtown Minneapolis, and the uh, homeowner and the builder had uh, gotten way sideways to the point where they almost weren't talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And the how I got involved in that was a, a construction litigation f- attorney friend of mine uh, called me and said, Steve, I know that you're you know, doing this consulting stuff. I have got a call from a client who uh, they're not arguing over enough money for them to hire me. Would you go talk to them and see if you can help resolve the, the issues? And so I went and met with the client and I, I walked through and got a sense of what their problems were and, and uh, what the construction issues were, and then uh, uh, sat down with the builder and got a sense of kind of where he was at. Mm -hmm. And they had been almost a year 
into this dispute, and they were right at the point of starting to get ready to lawyer up and begin going down the litigation path. And it's tempting. I mean, when you've got emotions that have flared up and you feel like you can't talk it over, you know, you feel like, well, I guess I, I need to get a lawyer to make things right. Well, in in most cases, people think that that is one of the, that's the path they have to go down. That and, they don't even understand that there might be other options. Right, right. And, you know, basically you've got a handful of, of, of ways of resolving things like that. One is to just start right into litigation. In many cases, uh, the uh, judge will have you go through a mediation process before he'll suggest that you do the mediation mm -hmm. and then go to litigation if that doesn't resolve the issue. Um, and then there's arbitration, mm -hmm. which is, a, is supposed to be a, a reduced cost, a little faster process uh, than, than litigation. Um, sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not, I think. Um, but in this particular case, after sitting down with both parties and truly trying to understand what was important to both, um, I, I just drew up a short settlement agreement. I said, okay, if the homeowner agrees to do this, this, and this and pay you this much, and the builder agrees to come back and fix this, 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 and this and give you some money for the things that he's not going to fix, would that work for everybody? And uh, we actually got everybody on board with that. I took it to my construction litigation attorney friend. He wrote it into a legal document. Everybody signed it. And we just completed the uh, fixes to the, the condo and um, uh, were just about wrapped up and finished completely with that process. And it was, it w I'm guessing here, but I would guess that it was about a tenth of the cost of what it would have been had they gone down the litigation route. I think part of it is when you have this nice coaching style, and you're there to create a win for everyone, that it, it takes away from the us and them and who's got to win and who's got to lose. I mean, you're really trying to find a win for everyone, and I think you create that sense of uh, support. And I think that allows to have the conversation because there's a trust level that's been established. Well, and, and I think that it's, and I'm a big fan of Stephen Covey, and I, I think one of the things that I've kind of taken out of his playbook and of the seven habits was seek first to understand and then to be understood. Mm -hmm. And so I try to go into each of these engagements uh, really seeking to understand uh, what each party's positions are and why they feel that way and which ones are, in my opinion, uh, tend to be valid complaints and which ones are, are just they're just mad, mm -hmm. and uh, this isn't really a, a big issue, but it's on the list. And it can escalate if you're mad. I mean, you oh. can get you, you, logic goes out the window when when you're mad. It, it absolutely does, and that's where some of these uh, uh, litigation claims just get so far uh, off track in terms of. And I can share another story. I was not personally involved in this particular one. And we're we're going to need to do that one in the next segment, actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're running out of time. We're running okay. out of time, and i got to make sure that I support you so that um, we get all of the segments in and, and on also a nod to all of our sponsors uh, dur during our commercial yeah. break. Uh, but in, in wrapping up, we're in the next uh, segment, I'd love to have us talk about the story that you want to share. Um, also, what are some of the pitfalls that you know of, of how much it has cost in legal fees. You shared a story with me earlier about that. I think that really sets the tone of how much this can cost and that you're actually being more economically uh, smart by not going through litigation. And you get a lot more accomplished with a lot less money that you think that you're going to get when you go through uh, the legal process. So stay, stay tuned with us. It's sort of like a little mini drama. Uh, I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger. Uh, but there are dramas when it comes to construction, and Construction Advocate takes some of that drama out of it and makes it more of a user-friendly process. So stay tuned. We'll hear more from our uh, building coach in the next segment. Stages Theater Company is turning 35 years young, and we invite you to join the celebration. Stages is one of the largest and most respected professional theaters for young audiences in the country, serving over 150,000 individuals annually through opportunities on stage, 
education classes, workshops, and in-school programs. Our most magnificent season is truly that, built with young people, families, and classrooms in mind, and based on beautiful, imaginative, and inspiring books and stories, encouraging young people to dream big, invent big, and invest in curiosity. Charlotte's Web, Mary Poppins Jr., Hidden Heroes, and Willy Wonka are just a few of the exciting productions we're proud to present in the coming season. Come celebrate the magnificence with us all season long. Visit us at stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 88. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 86. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 84. Minnesota's Recovery Connections annual Walk for Recovery is this Saturday. Walk for Recovery is a way to celebrate recovery, show your support, generate hope, reduce stigma, and offer living proof that recovery is real. Check-in is at Saturday at 9 a.m. Registration and information at walk.minnesotarecovery.org. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and today we have the building coach. We have Steve Northway, who uh, is able to give us some coaching on the business of creating a home. Uh, And I say that because there is a business case that sometimes we don't think about. We just get excited about an idea, but we don't think through what's the good business way of doing this and getting on the same page with your builders one way. But when you're not on the same page, maybe you've gotten a little angry. Maybe you're a hothead and you want that pound of flesh, as Steve refers to it, Uh, and the dramatics all around that. Um, Problem resolution needs to be taking place. And I want to have Steve share with us just how much it can cost to go the legal route instead of the business case of figuring out what can work for everyone. So... Share with us, what what can happen when things get out of hand uh, and folks decide that they're going to go to court so that they can get what's fair? Well, and we should point out that this is not a uh, case that I was personally involved in, but I am uh, pretty familiar with with the case. It was a couple that had uh, hired a contractor to build their new home. And about halfway through the project, the homeowner started to question the quality of some of the work that was being done and found a retired uh, building inspector and asked him just to come over and give him an opinion. Uh, The building inspector said, yep, these are not being done correctly. You have got some structural issues. You've got some concrete issues. Uh, These need to be addressed before you go any farther. 
and so the homeowner stopped paying the contractor. The contractor filed Because they were lien. obviously angry. I mean, you, when you find yeah. out that information, you spend all this money, and oh, by the way, it's not up to code. Right, right. And so the homeowner then felt justified in stopping paying the contractor. So the contractor gets mad and files a lien against the property, and they end up uh, both hiring attorneys and going through the court litigation system, which took about a year. But the the thing, this is one of the uh, many examples that I have either been personally involved in or have seen that really got me start thinking about there must be a better way to try and resolve these kinds of disputes because the total cost of the repairs uh, came to $163,000, and that was the, the suit. And the court, after a year of time, awarded the homeowner the, hundred, the whole amount, agreed with the, everything they had uh, sued for, awarded them the entire $163,000 settlement, but they had spent $160,000 in legal fees which left them $3,000 to fix $163,000 worth of problems with the house. To add insult to injury, the um, builder appealed the decision to the appeals court. And after another three months and another $20,000, uh, the appeals court uh, ruled again in favor of the homeowner, 100%. And, but the homeowner now had $180,000 invested in the process to win a $163,000 settlement. doesn't and feel like a win. It doesn't feel like a win. And I, I, I have I've seen and heard of many, many uh, stories that are, are similar, not quite as bad sometimes, sometimes worse. Mm -hmm. But it just started to occur to me that this, this process doesn't work for the homeowner. Um, because at the end of the day, they still have to go and pay to get the house fixed. Sure. So it really, they they lost money through the whole thing. I mean, they not only lost the $160,000 uh, because they had to go get it fixed. Um, it cost them $160,000 for legal fees. It cost them another $20,000 for the uh, appeals. But you also mentioned to me before, it cost them, how long did they have to stay in a hotel? Well, they, and then how long did they have to work on this? What, how much is the value of their time? Exactly. They're, they're the non-seen uh, costs mm -hmm. of uh, the, you know, what the people could have done with the time that they spent during this uh, litigation, um, spent it with their kids, going on vacation, whatever, however they want to do what they normally do for a living. Um, and they did end up spending four months in a hotel uh, with a, a small family, three children. And and I think uh, the expectation is, okay, they've done me wrong, so I need to go to court. And, and it's the, the first tripwire that they go through. But had they taken the time to be coached through a process where they could talk out what uh, they could do, wouldn't have the dollars invested in actually getting their home fixed been better spent and, and less expensive? Well, that, that really is what kind of has led me to begin to really think through the process that um, an alternative dispute resolution process for construction claims. Mm -hmm. And I've been putting ideas and thoughts together for about six months, and I've, I've roughed out a basic framework of a process that could be used to minimize the cost of getting a resolution to a construction claim. Mm -hmm with the idea that, uh, and it's amazingly simple idea, that let's take the money that would have been spent on the process and put it toward fixing the house. And if the homeowner and the builder can both see the wisdom of that concept, then there's a high likelihood that you can be successful in reducing the cost, the time, the stress, that goes into resolving these kinds of disputes um, and, and actually help get people back to their normal lives. I think there's a misunderstanding that the legal system is going to make you whole, but you haven't really defined what whole is, and that it doesn't give you necessarily the solution in terms of how to financially make sense out of this in terms of partnering 
And it means maybe having egos both be put in check a little bit because you might be really angry. But when you are presented with, well, you can pay a bill that will be three times that amount, or you can figure out how to come to some sort of uh, joint understanding of how to move forward. Well, one of the things that I've done is I've compiled a, a whole list of the benefits of going through this type of an alternative dispute resolution process. And it's, you know, your time, your stress, the amount of money that it's going to take, how quickly you can get your house fixed and get your life back. Um, there's a whole list of things that are pretty strong motivators for at least looking at an alternative uh, process. And if the, both parties can see the wisdom of the benefits of doing this a little differently, there's a good chance that uh, they can get resolution without going through the, the full system. My guess is you need to first talk to both of them separately. And that is the first step. You really have to sit down with the homeowner. You need to find out what the issues are. Um, and then I, I generally will sit down with the contractor and find out, you know, why he filed the lien and, and what's going on from his side. And then over the course of the conversations with the two parties, you begin to see where the, the real issues came from. And then you really focus on trying to address the, the core issues. So is, an analogy would be you're, you're, you know, hacking at the root mm -hmm. of the problem r rather than just brushing the, the leaves up in the branches. And you're also a neutral party in, in many ways. And yes. you, you have an yeah. empathy for the person who wants something built. And you have an empathy for the person who's doing the building. And I think with that trust that gets related to both sides of the party, um, you can feel their pain literally uh, on either side, but then you're also able to see what the common ground could be. And I think sometimes when you go to a lawyer, they're going to look at the contract and they're going to look right or wrong, was that fulfilled? And it's the letter of the law, but not necessarily the spirit of how to come to the best resolution. Well, and that's that's again, I think part of the part of the problem. And if you have a construction professional looking at the issues from a uh, on a construction litigation process, versus having an attorney who who may have some background with construction but certainly wasn't a builder for thirty five years, I think that. Uh, in many cases, the, uh, the legal profession hires outside expert witnesses to help them understand what mm -hmm. the problems are. And it's more they, about proving you were wrong. Exactly. They understand the legal process and the system, which is what they've been trained to do. Mm -hmm. But then they have to bring in outside parties to help the court understand what the construction issues are. Mm -hmm. And what I think that I can help do is short circuit that back to looking at it from the construction issues right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And again, shorten the process and reduce the time that it takes to actually come to resolution and get the house fixed and get everybody on their way. Now, you say that you were surprised that this was going to be a part of your business. It hadn't been something that you planned for. How much a part of your business is it now? You know, interestingly enough, it's, it's up to about a third of uh, the work that I do. And, and that really has been a surprise to me because I hadn't really anticipated uh, even being in this business. And my guess is the word's out. I mean, it's a lot of word of mouth that if you want to get this fixed in a in a way that makes more sense economically, go to a, a build go to the building advocate uh, and uh, the construction advocate who is the building coach. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I ha I'm getting more and more referrals from people because uh, there's a, a number of construction litigation attorneys who are familiar with what I've been doing, and they've actually been referring uh, certain clients over uh, to me where they think that I might be able to help get this sure done a little quicker. I'm sure at, at a financial level, it makes more sense for the lawyers to be able to give it to you, you know, Ideally, you know, something at a higher level is probably more of interest <laughs> than some of the smaller disputes. Right. And in some of the smaller disputes, it really doesn't make sense to, uh, you know, lawyer up. Mm -hmm. and, and because the lawyers know right from the beginning that they're going to spend more in legal fees than the claim is worth, which is where some of the, you know, clients that I'm working with have come from. The attorneys have just said to the client, look, you know, you don't want to hire me. 
but here's an alternative that you know you might be able to resolve the dispute. Why don't we give this a try first? So if I've got someone out in the audience who's like, yeah, I'm I'm a little upset here, and I'm ready to to call a lawyer. Instead of a calling a lawyer, what would you recommend them to do to get a hold of you? And what sort of things should they be prepared? And what sort of things do you want to be doing with folks that, that may want to go to a lawyer but instead think, no, I think I'd prefer to be able to have this go through some sort of uh, better conversation that you lead? What should they do? Well, the uh, first thing they should do is, is try and sit down with the builder and see if the two of them just can't negotiate and work out a, a reasonable settlement. If the builder is reasonable and acknowledges that there were possibly some issues with the house that need to be addressed, they should address them and then the homeowner should pay the builder and they can resolve it themselves. But they need someone like yeah. you. So if they need someone like you, would, should they go to your .com first or should they pick up the phone and give you a call? You know, if they're at that if they're at that point already, I think the easiest thing is to pick up the phone and just give me a call and and just have a quick conversation and explain what the issues are, and I can tell them fairly quickly if I think I can help them. Give them that number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that number is two one eight three three zero one five four four. And that number again? Two one eight three three zero one five four four. You can also go to constructionadvocates.com. The number's there, and there's a great website to look over uh, as you're getting ready to either deal with a challenge or if you've been inspired and go, oh, I want to think it all through before I make that first step, Steve's the guy to talk to. Steve Northway, who is our building coach. The 54th Nobel Conference, Living Soil, a Universe Underfoot, is happening October 2nd and 3rd at Gustavus Adolphus College. The Nobel Conference invites participants to consider the vast diversity and complexity of soil and to ponder the challenges we face in protecting this most fundamental resource. Join 4,000 people on campus for one or both days to experience the presentation and Q&A sessions or watch the live stream. Some of the discussion questions the Nobel Conference will address include what is soil health and what processes sustain health? healthy soils, what interactions connect the living entities in the soil, and how do those interactions shape natural systems, and how will climate change affect soils. New to this year's conference is that you can buy two tickets and get one free when you use the discount code FRIEND. Again, that's the 54th Nobel Conference, Living Soil, a Universe Underfoot, on Tuesday, October 2nd and Wednesday, October 3rd at Gustavus. Find the list of speakers, the schedule, and registration at gustavus.edu slash nobelconference. That's gustavus.edu slash nobelconference. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company is turning 35 years young, and we invite you to join the celebration. Stages is one of the largest and most respected professional theaters for young audiences in the country, serving over 150,000 individuals annually through opportunities on stage, education classes, workshops, and in-school programs. Our most magnificent season is truly that, built with young people, families, and classrooms in mind, and based on beautiful, imaginative, and inspiring books and stories, encouraging young people to dream big, invent big, and invest in curiosity. Charlotte's Web, Mary Poppins Jr., Hidden Heroes, and Willy Wonka are just a few of the exciting productions we're proud to present in the coming season. Come celebrate the magnificence with us all season long. Visit us at stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. My favorite meal of the day is breakfast, and for morning fiddles, I head to Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. My favorite is either the rib scrambler, scrambled eggs with ribs, portobello mushrooms, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese, or the steak and eggs. My wife loves the pepper jack, creamy grits, and the stuffed avocados with poached eggs cradled in avocado halves. The kids love the French toast or the stuffed French toast filled with fruit and cream cheese. Top it off with coffee done my way from the Milton's coffee bar, and I'm ready for the day. Breakfast is waiting for you at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we've been talking about construction advocates. 
that's a wonderful company that is run by Steve Northway, who is our The Building Coach. And today we've been talking about the ideal way to get going and planning for your new home or your renovation. And we've also talked about when challenges come along, how to better deal with them. And in the last segment, we were talking specifically about, you know, it makes sense, dollars and cents, uh, to go the way of problem resolution. And instead of necessarily going right to the lawyer, uh, there are some things to consider that may save you money and it may save you stress. And I want uh, in this segment for Steve to share with us really some top-line benefits for going through problem resolutions through the building coach uh, at Construction Advocates. Well, Lori, I think probably the, the number one benefit is that it really focuses on what the construction issue is rather than on the process of trying to get through to what the construction issue is. Because my focus is trying to get the homeowner's home fixed and get them on with their lives. There's a tremendous amount of stress that is involved in these construction disputes, and especially on the homeowner's side. And I've seen it multiple times where they, it's affecting um, their lives. I mean, they're, they're not sleeping well. I think uh, there's a myriad of, of issues that uh, go with the stress that the client's under. They wake up every morning and the first thing they do is they see the problems uh, with their house and they're constantly being reminded of it because they're living in it. So and, they can never get will, away from it. And when will this end? Uh, exactly. Yeah. That, and, and the problem is, is that the, the normal methods generally take a fair amount of time. And so one of the things that I've looked at is, is trying to reduce coming up with a, a process that reduces the amount of time that it takes to get these resolved, get the house fixed, and get everybody on with their lives. So there's... The timeline shrinks when you don't have to go through the legal process, because the legal process, you go into another world in and of itself, where timelines can take much longer, can get delayed. Oh, oftentimes it takes a year to get through the process of... So you you're know, living in a home that already needs to be fixed. You may not have the funds at this point because you've used the funds either with legal or you've already paid and it's not doing what... You're living in a home that's maybe not up to code for right, a year. Right. So I think the, the, the biggest... One of the biggest things is, and I don't think people realize it, is the amount of stress that they find themselves under because it's one of those things where... You didn't realize that, you know, the guy, the, you know, vice that was on your thumb was hurting anymore until they took it off and said, oh, that feels better. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little like that. You don't even realize sometimes the, the, burden, the, the burden and the stress and how it's affecting your life. Um, cost, I think, is probably the next. And again, the, the basic concept of this process that I'm working on, it deals with taking the funds that would have been committed to the process and using those funds to correct the, the problems with the house and getting the house fixed. And it, it seems so simple, but I'm amazed at how often that's not really thought of. And, and so that, that would be the next. And just get, allowing people to uh, get on with their lives. You know, it sounds to me that it's the same three issues, time, quality, and cost. You're so, exactly right, because so, almost all litigation yeah. comes from one of those three. Yeah, so you either do you want to cut down the time, do you want to increase the quality of your life, and do you want this to be less expensive, and what the money goes towards is not the legal process, but actually fixing your home. Yeah. And it, there's a pragmatic part of this is that when you, you know, sit down and go, really, you're going to, you know, create this war that you're going to have a judge decide who's right or wrong, and you probably aren't going to get the finances to do what you need to do, or you get creative with, you've got X number of uh, finances, you want a better quality of life, and you'd like to get it done sooner versus later. Right. You, you hit the nail on the head, so to speak. <laughs> and that is I look at, and if you really look at the issues that uh, cause construction litigation to take place, mm -hmm. it generally is around quality or 
the schedule went too long and the people couldn't move into their house in time. They had already sold their existing house. They were living in a uh, apartment or a hotel for three months. What, what was the cost of doing that? So that creates uh, uh, some consternation and some fees that the homeowner thinks the builder should pay for because he didn't get the house done in time. Or um, or the cost is is gone over. I, <laughs> a funny story, I, I had a client uh, that wasn't really a client, but I had talked to him about a year and a half ago when I had first started. And I got a call from him last week. And he said, Steve, you know, this is so-and-so. He said, do you remember me? I said, of course. He said, well, you know, we, we did start building our house and they're getting ready to sheetrock, but my builder handed me a $200,000 change order yesterday, of which most of it I wasn't aware of. And he said, I think I might need your help. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 200000 And these were either he had requested these changes and didn't realize that there was going to be a cost involved, and it suddenly added up? It was a little bit of everything. Okay. Some of them he was aware of. Some of them he was totally unaware of. Some of them appeared to be... Uh, way in excess of what that particular scope of work should have cost. Mm. So there were there were multiple issues with this whole thing, but he he was just flabbergasted, and he he said, you know, I I'm not sure where to go here because this is just this is crazy and unacceptable. But if you've worked out a lot of those details, and you know that um, when you're coaching folks, that these changes may come up. So how do you put something in the contract to make sure? that that process can be guided and not a surprise? Well, one of the things that I do as a normal uh, part of the process that I use on the front end is I have all of the construction contracts for all of my clients reviewed by a construction litigation attorney for the legal aspects of what the contract states. Mm -hmm. And then I go through the contract and look at it from a purely common sense standpoint in terms of is the fee that the builder is asking for commensurate with the, the work and the risk and things that he's taking on, is it's, that fair? And they may even Are be they? surprised. They may underbid something and then realize yeah. as they're going through that it's actually going to be a lot more. Right. And so um, the contract is where everything starts. And the, the problem is, is that you don't really refer back to the contract that often Unless you get sideways in the project, and now you're going to go back and read the fine print of the contract. Oops. <laughs> and that's when typically the homeowner discovers that the contract language is much in favor of the builder because it's the builder's contract. So we're going to leave it with that. Be smart. Think ahead. Plan ahead. If you're thinking about renovating, you're thinking about building a home, get a coach. Get the coach. That's the building coach. Steve Northway from Construction Advocates. And to go to his website, it's constructionadvocates.com. And learn more about the ways that you can be smart about building your home, but get a coach to make it real. 